This week's episode of the award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Nobody. Oh, wow. Nobody. Um, nobody, baby. I don't say somebody loves you, baby. Don't want, want it no more. Nobody can do it like motherfucking Beyonce. Oh. No motherfucking body. Somebody and if y'all thought you, that I was going to start this podcast saying <laughs> anything other than the praises to the queen, the high queen, the overall uh-huh. mother, then you are wrong. Oh, I'm bad at math, so this ain't adding up. What are you talking about? The overall queen, the <laughs> that was that junkie was. He been sniffing bad sauce. <laughs> Beyonce uh, has gone and yeah. renamed Coachella on the inauguration of a black girl uh, headlining it, and yeah. just saying, you know, I, well, since I'm headlining, I might as well just rename the shit. Ain't that some shit? It is Beachella mm-hmm. from here on out, Amen. and I don't want to call it Coachella anymore because who's the coach? Um, the girls are asking, so do you live in Wakanda or do you live in Beachella? Um, I thought Beachella would just be like the upscale suburban neighborhood. I'm pretty sure Beachella was just Wakanda <laughs> coming over to the desert and saying, yeah. look, this is what we do all the time in Wakanda. Knock, so, knock. It's just a little week. sampling. And okay. we might, and we probably are going to get another sampling this coming weekend. So just <sighs> batting down the hatches. Wigs, edges. Make sure your toe polish got two layers on, child. She coming for everything. <laughs> Make sure you have two colors available because she had two colors available. And if she had two colors available, you should have two colors available. Oh, yeah, available. she did change her <laughs> She had two colors available at Coachella, and I expect nothing less from none of you bitches yeah. out there. Nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. less. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. Buffy the Slayer of Niggas. BKA, um, the third floor, the third floor captain in this year building. I. Woo, use our official hashtag here for it hive when talking about us on the internet, so we can build a community. And of course, go to hereforitpod.com for outtakes, bonus videos, and follow us on Patreon where child things happen. Shanae is the third floor, third floor captain. I, I, I'm sure my co-host didn't catch that part. Oh, I thought it was like a the magician's reference or something else. The masculine no. I don't watch, but I do watch the magician, so I don't know. Cool, God damn. I don't know. I, wow, I'll be trying to be masked. Okay, if I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. This week's icebreaker. Oh, our icebreaker this week. What are two words or phrases that you are tired of hearing on Jet, and what do you wish people would say instead? Two words or phrases. phrases. Um, I'm not ready right now. Oh, <laughs> number one, the fuck did you log on to a sex site and you're not ready to have sex for? Um, number two, um, I already got fucked today. Do you mind? Oh, so you hate when they say that and you yeah. wish they would say, uh, what do you want them to say instead of that? They're being honest. Be honest somewhere else. Ugh, what G- gross. So How much dick do you need in one day? Um, That's an open-ended fact-finding question. How much dick do you need in one day? Answer it for yourself. Um, for me, two words or phrases I wish people would, um, that I'm tired of is, I'll love it. I'll love it. What I wish people would say, something classy, something upscale, something that wasn't niggerish. Because y'all just get on my nerves. Just everything y'all say. Wow. Sup cutie. I'd be like, who is a cutie? A cutie is for a five year old. And sup is for a damn uh, something else. I'm drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. 
I don't. I don't. Is that what I want? I don't understand this cutie thing. <laughs> I've never been through that. Never experienced that emotion. Yeah, and don't say "Hey, big head" to me because my head actually is big, so I don't take it as a compliment. So it's like that was, you starting off with a read, cool. Now I got to get on low hanging fruit <laughs> read at that. Like, ugh, what's going on in hot topics this week? Um, as prefaced, at prefaced. Okay. With um our introduction, the performance of a lifetime happened this past weekend, yeah, and I am not going to do this show, any show, your mama show, nobody show without talking about it. I'm Kelly's ponytail. I know it's about Beyonce, but Kelly's ponytail. I'm just I'm Kelly's ponytail. I'm not Michelle Williams Arch. <laughs> That's who I'm not. That was a Christian Arch. That was no, <laughs> no, poor Michelle. No, Christians know how to arch it. <laughs> Bad. Christians, Christians know how to arch it. Reason I got big family. Um, this is unquestionably the best performance that we have seen from Beyonce, probably from anybody ever. Okay. Nobody does two hour shows, five looks, two uh, fingernail colors, 150. <laughs> Fucking band members slash uh, stomp the yard slash uh, drumline um, extras. Drumline DVD just went back on sale on Amazon. <laughs> and Lemonade went back to number one. So woo, come on, iTunes charts. Um, and then she's reportedly giving out a hundred thousand dollars to HBCUs to four different HBCUs. So on top of just fucking stomping our lives, the philanthropy continues. If you have not seen this show, you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what rock you're living under. It's just like saying you ain't seen Black Panther yet. Just hang up and try your call later. (laughs) I've been trying to tell people. Anytime that people tell me, oh, Beyonce tickets are so expensive. I don't know why y'all would even go. And I try to tell the haters, the deniers. The most important thing is the production value, the thought behind it, the Mm -hmm. meticulous planning. And I don't see any other artist doing that. And the production value behind this tour, behind this performance, just one performance, um, it it, it eclipses what any other artist is doing right now. The thought, like, who... I literally so after the the opening entrance, mm-hmm. and then it got to like the bucking music. I was like, "Oh, Beyonce, yeah. might, she's about to be she." Beyonce might buck out here. Yeah, and we cover bucking and Jay sitting on previous episodes, and that's kind of like what some some of the black gay fans have been wanting to see from Beyonce for a long time. It's like the equivalent of Beyonce voguing if she was Madonna, mm-hmm. and she actually did it. She embraced so much heritage and culture. Black culture on a white ass stage, and even Tina was like, "Oh, girl, you sure you want to do this?" And she was like, mm, "Yep, I'm gonna do it." Just like at the VMAs when um it was supposedly asked what she was gonna, what song she was gonna perform, and she was like, "All of them, yeah, perform the whole goddamn album." Hashtag medley alert. So it was just it was just eye dropping. I was tired. I was emotionally Good moved. Man. I returned to YouTube to even express my emotional removal. Oh yeah, your new video. Yeah, um, I mean Beyonce was at she was an AKA she was a Delta she was a Kappa she was an Alpha she was a, a yeah Q. the suck on my balls chant the suck oh. on my balls roll was my absolute <laughs> favorite. She did suck. a full yes a, a full actual oh, my balls divine nine <laughs> stroll and I live. Um, the Negro National Anthem. Um, the Negro she National just Anthem. She that out of the hat. And I was like, she went from Formation, which is a black-ass song, to um, the Negro National Anthem. And I was just 
scalped of the first seven minutes of the stage. She- I mean, she basically gave every other artist a blueprint of how to effectively um, campaign against the current national anthem and what the current national anthem doesn't stand for. And so by doing that, you can just sing the black national anthem and then you will have done a national anthem and the girls can't be mad at you. Be like, oh my God, you disrespected our country. I'm like, well, no, I just did the, the black national anthem. Uh-oh. I ain't so, the one you like, but hello. Yeah, because the one that I like says lift yeah, every voice and sing, okay. not just the white voices. Oh, wow. Um, and I also live for the different splashes of the songs that she added. Um, definitely from the formation tour, she um does Kitty Cat. Oh, Kitty Cat gave and me. And then everything. she turned around and did a green light at the end of another song. And then when they were doing um, they were swag surfing, and that went into the surfboard from Drunken Love. And I was like, bitch, she just inserting like all these little songs in here and just changing the game. Beyonce does the same set. Every she single she time. didn't even change she the game. She the took the cartridge order. out. So you know, like when you had the old Nintendo and Segas, you would. She just took the cartridge out and put her game in. Oh, she didn't change the game. Wow. She didn't play by nobody else's rules but Beyonce's rules. Oh, I like this. But I just want to know how much the boots are going to be on Fashion Nova, because I'm sure Forever Twenty One is doing a knockoff look. Because um, everybody wants those custom made Louboutins. I'm just happy Michelle didn't fall. So that's oh. a blessing. We just. Silver lining. Yeah, notice that like when they come up out the ground, she was like extra kneeled, like you know, like, and then when the the platform was still, then she's like, okay, now I can get into position because she was. Y'all not gonna Super Bowl me again because last yeah, time y'all I was just out threw here. me out. Y'all just threw up <laughs> in the sky and she didn't know what was going on. They need to go a little slower. For um, another hot topic. All right. Um, we viewed a video a couple days ago. About RuPaul's Drag Race stars Pheromone and Shea Coulee in a fast food restaurant trying to be regular girls. Trying get to be a, hungry. Get a fucking burger or a pizza, pizza burger mm-hmm. or a piece of pizza or whatever the fuck they was trying to get. Pizza of a hot dog. Hello. Mm. And they were approached by an angry heterosexual woman. Oh my gosh, you look so fierce. Where'd you get that? And th- so they approach you with the fakeness like, and so you're nice. And then they go into what they really want. See what y'all really saying And what y'all should just go on and say Well they knew they couldn't get real close with the hatred Because um, apparently There were allies there Yeah and so, drag race fans Yeah, they were, And we're going to get to allies As well later on in the show But um, allies actually Jumped in and fought the girl She was six foot tall <laughs> she- So Pheromone And Shea Coulee didn't yeah. have to lift A finger they didn't even. Uh, Pheromone said a couple words. Shea Kool Aid was just l- back there looking and Plays laughing at the girl. Trying to see if they had onion rings. Um, <laughs> Y'all got onion rings. But the girl was just being. The, the straight girl was just being really ugly and catty and calling them names and shit like that. I can't believe that. you're gay. What would make you be gay? And oh my gosh, you're a mess to society. And had the, the gall and audacity to be filming her own shit. Because it wasn't coming from Pheromone or Shea Coulee's phone. It was coming from the girl that was actually... And she know when she posted it to her Facebook, the Shea Coulee fans going to see it and drag her for all of her looks on all of her family all portraits. All of her non-looks. I'm sure there are non-looks. I don't think that Boot. she... I don't girl, think... Every single week. Boot. Shoot. <laughs> Just shoot it. Shoot it dead. Um, and I reverberate the same message I've been talking to you guys about for the last couple of weeks. In the face of these kind of people, in the face of these kind of situations, you have to be vigilant, one, and um, don't back down, too. Because when you back down and you cower, you give them space to continue to do this with other people and even possibly less famous people than you. Because had that been just a regular old 
Joe Schmo that was gay mm-hmm. wearing a wig and makeup just going to go get a piece of burger. Who knows whether an ally would have stepped in. But these two girls happen to be popular and famous um, for being on Drag Race. They happen to have allies and fans there that were willing to step in and punch the girl because the girl got punched. Yep. Um, and I just would like to hopefully know that the Here For A Hive would step in um, and punch a couple girls for me. Yeah. Um, we love y'all Here For A Hive. We really do. Oh, Lord Jesus. We um, the next trashiest hot topic is R. Kelly is being sued again. Oh my gosh, groundbreaking. <laughs> He's being sued for passing an STD off to an underage fan. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Did. Who's reporting this? Uh, The Shade Room. Oh my god. Um, So he not only gave this underage fan uh, an STD slash STI, but also supplied her with alcohol to lubricate her to get her to do the things that he would like her to do. Um, She's given and sold her story to the shade room and is pressing legal charges. The place where this intersects with our community is I wanted to make sure that we talked, talked about and touched on the subject of if and when you do pass on an STD or STI to someone, knowing that you do have that STD and STI, it is a charge. The charge is aggravated assault, and that charge can come up to uh, five years behind bars or $200,000 in penalties among many states. So it is extremely, extremely important that if you knowingly have STDs and STIs and are having unprotected sex and passing on those STDs and STIs, Mm -hmm. that you could be a party to being charged with aggravated assault. It is aggravated assault to be passing on STDs and STIs when you knowingly have them and are having unprotected sex with people. So, um, I mean, gross, because R. Kelly continues to be... Gross. A hemorrhoid on the community. Oh, my God. Um, But... I mean, thank you for somewhat of a teachable moment because a lot of people didn't know that that was an aggravated assault. Like, giving giving niggas gonorrhea and you know you got gonorrhea. What? In happy news, um, Khloe Kardashian gave birth or something. I don't know. I don't know how Do happy you, that goddamn is. It's, it's not know. fucking happy because it's, Tristan Thompson was caught cheating at the same damn time. Literally. By TMZ, the by the shade room, by somebody else, and by, like, all these reputable, like, outlets are reported that they got him on camera at the club in one place. Another outlet got, oh, this what this footage mean when we caught him at the hotel with this girl. We didn't even know. They just piecing it together, <laughs> breaking news like we are. Like, oh, my God. Well, I think it's been more constructive than just them piecing it together. They watched them for 48 hours, and that girl was coming in and out of Tristan Thompson's hotel room for 48 hours. Wow. My nigga, again, Chloe how much, was like six how much dick do you need? <laughs> I referenced the same question I asked the girls earlier. How much dick do you need? Especially, he got a whole goddamn one baby mama over here, baby just born. Um, the other baby mama pregnant still. She oh. do it any couple months, and you out here just fucking for two days. How, what? You, how you go missing for two days because you was just lost fucking? Oh. <laughs> just like, now nah, the nigga is six foot nine. To be hey, fair, hey, to be fair, hey. the nigga is six foot nine, fine, and a millionaire. I'm not saying I won't be lost fucking him for two days. I'm just saying <laughs> I was just wondering because I've never had that. I've never had. I've never been through that. it yet. But <laughs> if somebody knows Tristan Thompson, then you know I. True. Just, mm. Um. 
So, I mean, the 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 important takeaway from that is our fine man gonna cheat on you anyway. Yep. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, literally, like, so many women have this thought in their mind about my pussy is so much better than that bitch's pussy. Mm-hmm. I'm better than that she bitch. Kardashian, she ran I'm, through anyway. I'm, I'm, well, um, I don't, I don't know her facts. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, just hoes in general, people, oh. women in general, just feel hoes, like. Hoes, women in general. <laughs> All the above. That was a comma. There were commas in there. Com- hoes and niggas. Niggas feel the same way. Like their ass is not. It's just that much better than the next girl. Or their dicks is well. Some of them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ooh, we so, both, okay. Some of them just feel like their genitalia is better than the next person's genitalia, and that's what's gonna keep that nigga at home. Mm. And some niggas just ain't gonna be at home. Yeah. Some niggas is just gonna be at home for like four or five hours mm-hmm. and then he gonna be out for forty eight hours fucking bitches and then come back home for another four or five hours. And he putting you down on his taxes like girl, this was work related expense. So I mean like you 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 have to I mean everybody's also currently judging Courtney because Courtney? Chloe. Chloe. I've had the baby. Know, they interchangeable. Um Chloe also stole the man from his previous baby mama mm-hmm. while she was pregnant, mm-hmm. and now she's pregnant. She being, was three months pregnant, being boom. cheated on. Yeah. So it's like I, we can't really feel that bad for Chloe. But in the the more important conversation is, can you t- really trust a six foot nine, light skinned fine nigga with millions of dollars? Um, vote now. <laughs> vote in the comments. Cast your vote. <laughs> Voted the comments. Shout out to the Kardashians for making it to hot topics on this show, because child, you know, girl. Uh, mm. um, right my up. my vote is ninety eight percent no, <laughs> not no, not nah, no. Come on, Texas, Bama. Mm-mm, no, you know, six six foot nine. Huh? He can't even hide nowhere. <laughs> he can hide in pussy. That's the only place Woo. that he can hide in. Mm-mm. So mm, no, I wouldn't trust the nigga as far as I could throw him. I would fuck him, never marry him, um, have him take me nice places. That was that would be the extent because I would be sure that the nigga is going to definitely be fucking all kinds of other bitches often. This sad. Um, the word of the day today is heterophobia. Heterophobia uh, is a newly coined term. It is on the Urban Dictionary. It is also on JustBeingAnthony.com, a fellow LGBT blogger. It is characterized as a person who is anti-heterosexual, the opposite of homophobic. They have an innate hatred towards heterosexuals and heterosexual situations. Can you identify? I'm innocent in all this. I just don't know how come I had to be called out right now. Um, Down to the carpet. I was looking at the rest of my little social studies segment, and now here you go calling me out. So I got to respond. And my response is, fuck you. Fuck you. How about that? Fuck everybody who got something to say about me being grossed out. I was... um. Walking home from the liquor store like two days ago, and I saw a gay. No, I was walking to the liquor store, and I saw a gay couple holding hands, and they kissed. I was like, "Oh my god, that is so beautiful!" But like when I'm like sitting at the at the train station, and like uh, two teenagers are guzzling each other's faces down while the train pulls up to the. I'm like, 
Can y'all go on somewhere like where they teach abstinence in schools? Are they still doing that? Like, oh my god, this is so gross. Wow. <laughs> so my co-host is abstinence. Okay, you hear me? Heterophobic. Gross. <laughs> wow. So that is the word of the day. W e r d. We are going to be at the Age of the Digital Griot Conference um, happening April the 27th and 28th. Next week. At the Innovators Studio here in D.C. Put on by the We the Culture Podcast Collective, um, the Brown Liquor Report, Faith Uncut, Tea with Queen and Jay, Dispatches Podcast, um, Panama Jackson from The Root and VerySmartBrothers.com, Barry from Podcast in Color, and the notable Here For It podcast. Your award winning. Um, <laughs> will be present. So go to Eventbrite and check out the Age of the Digital Grio podcast conference and get your tickets. And we'll see you there. And link will be below. Make sure you go get your tickets. I'm going to be um, as naked as possible. Oh, here you go. Um, and we're going to be spitting knowledge. Um, also this week, um, shiny lips and big hips. All right now. Those are the words that came out of Wendy Williams mouth, um, before she said that Beyonce was the greatest performer of all time. Um, so she tried to, I guess, save herself, but, uh, no, sorry. So shiny lips and big hips. Wendy Williams was talking about Kris Jenner's boyfriend slash piece slash, I don't know what what they got going on. But whatever it is, the person that Chris Jenner is currently dating is a black man. Duh. Um, and she was characterizing him on a recent episode by saying he ooh, he has shiny lips and big hips. Mm. And making her typical Wendy Williams facial expressions and shady meme like attempts. And uh, it harkened back to me when we were having the conversation about men having nose rings on Real Housewives of Atlanta when uh, uh, Kenya's husband showed up um, and he happens to have a nose ring and the girls were insinuating that because he had a nose ring that he might be questionable or he might be gay or bisexual or something like that, which is the same insinuation that Wendy Williams was making about this young man that Kris Jenner is making. And um, I wanted to spotlight that problematic ass bullshit because it's so normal and rampant with black women. They feel the freedom in the space so often to find the quote unquote sweet things about men and then harp on them as heterosexual characteristics. When we all know that in 2018, gender fluidity is such a norm. You do not see men that dress, emote, look like men from 20 years ago anymore. Like they're, they're, the, the lines are so blurred. Like when you go, when I, I went out for brunch this, this past Sunday and was seeing like so many pastel colors on straight men. And I was like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, do you. It's cute on you. It's really form fitting. It's nice. Real sweet. But not sweet in that way. Uh-oh. And that's the problem that I have when black women go in this direction of characterizing, oh, he has shiny lips and big hips. He's somebody that's walking red carpets with Chris Jenner. Of course he has his makeup done. Can he control what his hips look like? Does big hips mean that he take dick? What is what Whoa, the fuck does that mean? What? How did you get there? 
That's what she said. Those are oh. her words. Shiny lips and big hips. Do you said big hips meant that he was a bottom? No, I said does big hips mean that he, he takes take dick? dick? Yeah. It means he's the bottom. Man. Oh, the only people that take dick are bottoms? <laughs> no. Um, I was looking at your hips. What you doing with them hips? Mine are fine. Mine <laughs> okay. are just fine. Yeah. But insinuating big hips, like, that was the, the, the half read that she was trying to pull when putting the shiny lips with it mm-hmm. and trying to dog whistle. Mm-hmm. He might be. Mm-hmm. No. Can he just be ready for red carpets and happen to have big ass hips? Like you got skinny ass hips. Shout out to God. And you take all the dick apparently. Shout out to God. Um, so please be mindful in that. Please be mindful of that. And if you see those types of things, those type of dog whistle politics going on around you, be responsible enough to shout them out. Um, also, um, being a gay ambassador is very important. It's very important to both of us. Um, when you are out here representing gay people, um, and you know, you are supposed to be saying positive things about being gay and knowing things. It's important to know things. Yeah. Evidence based. I live for good old evidence based, um, commentary. Um, and so when you are, you know, again, a gay person in straight spaces, you have to be, you know, like that old two adage, times smarter two times as good and two times is more informed. I don't know what the fuck Andy Cohen was thinking when he went on real time with Bill Maher this past Friday, but he was not thinking about being a good gay ambassador. He just was thinking about being gay and being on TV per usual, but. Because he was in L.A. and his publicist had booked him for, this is a popular TV show. So so Bill Maher pressed Andy Cohen about um, the meaning of the Q in LGBTQIA+. Um, and Andy Cohen just failed. He failed and flailed and, and just fucked it up. Failed, Ooh. flailed, fucked it up. And I implore all of us, when you are being an ambassador, when you're being a representative... Sometimes it ain't you don't want to be. Sometimes it's you know it's forced upon us to be representatives and to be ambassadors. But you have to be an informed representative and ambassador. And there is no way that you should be going on a platform as large as Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO and not able to adequately describe or define what the Q in LGBTQI plus I A plus is. Um, and I just I really. I was disappointed. I was like, as gay as fucking Andy Cohen is, as much as he be in the gay clubs, in all the gay social light areas, in the bathhouses, um, you don't know what the Q and LGBTQIA is? What gagged me was um, when they were having, like, I won't say hardcore, but with Trump as president, be careful. Um, when they were having, like, educated political conversations, Andy didn't have anything to say. At and all. so. Um, Bill Maher had to be like, okay, well, let's go to something that that's gay that you should know that about. you can relate to. And I was just like, mm, bitch, I can do a little bit of everything that because I, I like to be a little bit of everything. Like that's just, I didn't like that. I don't know. But I don't think that was. I don't think that was Bill. In, no, mm. I don't think that was Bill Maher's fault. I think that was Bill Maher playing to his table and mm-hmm. saying, okay, well, girl, you don't know nothing about 
the fucking FBI investigation we talking yeah. about. You don't know nothing about James Comey that we talking about. You don't know nothing about North Korea. Let me ask you a goddamn gay question. Maybe you'll know some some of that shit. And then it turns out he ain't know none of that shit. So that's not really Bill Maher's fault. That's so. that's more Andy Cohen's fault for not being informed enough to go on a, a political show to be able to talk about politics. One. He should have been able to talk about politics and not even gay issues. Yeah, please do your homework. Just go to CNN and read every article on the front page. Just like 20 articles. Just read and just make it form an opinion. Hopefully it's the right one. But at least you're standing in your truth in the moment. But like go to CNN and read the homepage if you're going to be on something like that. Yeah, I mean, oh the, the, there's MSNBC millions. And read the homepage, whatever you stand for. There's millions of viewers um, that watch real time with Bill Maher and he had an opportunity to inform them because maybe some of them didn't know what the fucking Q meant either and he could have been the gay person that was like oh well that's what it means we can clear up queer and questionable all at the same time but no he didn't he made it more questionable whether he knew what the fuck it meant so again um, be smart out here please Um, you wanted to get into GHB oh I hadn't decided to talk about that yet. I'm still studying. Well, I will preface it with um, is one of the growing party drugs. We've talked about previous party drugs on this show. Um, it's definitely a party drug that is becoming more popular because it's more accessible and people are even making it at home now. Um, there are ingredients lists all over the internet on how to make GHB or GBL, uh, a.k.a. Liquid G, um, they got a whole bunch of other fucking street names for it. But um, be careful with it because it is one of those party drugs that can take your ass out the fucking game. Uh-oh. Put a condom on it. Oh, uh, uh, well, no, you can't put a condom on GHB. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm still studying. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so GHB comes in um, mostly liquid forms. Um, there are some pill forms that's more old school now, like, more like the late 90s, early 2000s were the pill forms of it. Um, there are still some, but more of it, more often, is coming in a liquid G form, which is basically, it looks like water. has no smell, no taste. You can just put a little bit of it in your drink, and then 15 minutes later, you'll feel the shit. And um, people are using it as a party drug instead of what it used to be used for mostly as a date rate drug. Uh, and That's scary. I implore you guys, again, I am not anti-drug. I am very, Ooh. very pro. Go on all the adventures you want to, but do it safely. And so the, the gay PSA I would say for this GHB Liquid G rush is um, do it with people that you trust if you're going to do it. And make sure that the dosages are um, below one gram. So... Anything above one gram, which is what the professionals are really doing. For just GHB or just for everything ever? No, we're just talking about GHB. Okay. No. Um, GHB, it, the range is from half a gram to a gram. Uh-huh. And then anything above that is like what put girls in comas and shit like that. Oh, my God. And has them, you know, doing seizures and, you know, they can't sleep. Or they, their body is asleep. Well, no, I'm sorry. Their mind is asleep, but their body isn't. So they'll lay down, but they'll be doing all this. And then oh, they'll be about, in their right, dreams. Right. And then oh. be unconscious. Like they'll never remember that they were even doing all that because they had just consumed so much of the drug and it was oh. still in their system. So, again, I'm very pro adventures. If you're that kind of girl, please, you know, do your adventures. I've done my adventures. I'm not going to tell you not to do don't yours. Don't call me for those nights. <laughs> don't, uh, uh, y'all do them adventures over there. I don't know. I'm at the house. I'm watching Peachella on repeat. I don't know. Um, 
so yeah, I would definitely say uh, take the most precaution, even though it's, you know, it's the wave. It's like what Molly used to be back in my early club days. You know, everybody was like, ooh, look, just get So the- was ecstasy before Molly? Yeah. Ex- okay, so I feel like ecstasy was the thing. Yeah, ecstasy was, yeah, ecstasy was going on. 2004-ish. Way before that, XC yeah. was yeah, XC was. I hitting. feel like Molly didn't come until like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Molly hit when that Tiger song hit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So that's our gay PSA. Go on your adventures, but go on them safely. Hey man, what's going on in sexual health this week? Um, this week in sexual health, I would like to tell the guys out there that it is okay to get a Pap smear. A what? A pap smear. They got to smush my titty in the machine. That's not. <laughs> What's that? That's a mammogram. <laughs> oh my god! Two different. That was a joke, by the way. Complete. I don't. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Two different procedures. Because women but, like they had to put my titty in the machine. I'm like, yes, auntie, you put your titty up in there. We're trying to find out if you got cancer, girl. <laughs> so same with pap smears for boys. Okay. So the uh, culture that. I'm talking about is for HPV. Um, HPV is also a growing STD slash STI that can easily, easily be tested for with these cultures, a.k.a. pap smears for boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse me, doctor. Can I have a pap smear for boys? What is the, that what I tell them? What do I tell the doctor? An anal culture, if you, are, if you want to be professional, if okay. you know you got one of them good provider-patient relationships, you say, mm-hmm. listen, I need a pap smear for boys. Okay. They'll get it. They'll understand what you're talking about. And so, oh wow, this, I googled it. Okay, it's googleable. Yeah. I, okay. I, I know culture for HPV. I'm just, I like that when we talk about it. I'd like to know that it's googleable for the people who are listening. It's gotta be. It's one of the top ten okay. things that uh, most department uh, departments of health say that you should be talking to your provider if you are a gay male. And so those include your alcohol usage, your sexual activity, your tobacco mm-hmm. usage. Um, your risky sex behavior like those are the top 10 things that they recommend that you talk to your provider about and number 10 on the list which i thought it should be a little bit higher was the pap smear for boys okay so getting the anal culture so you can track whether you are um a carrier already of hpv and if you are a carrier you can get treated and if you aren't a carrier you can also get treated um preventatively with preventive with preventive medicine so you don't become somebody with um, ain't awards hanging out his booty like some of the um, porn is, associates. This cauliflower y'all be saying b- bottoms be having. Yes, y'all say bottoms be having cauliflower. I was like, what is cauliflower? So, but it, it's real. It is real. I would Google it. I, yeah, I love to Google it's stuff. It's real. I'm not googling booty cauliflower because I might get something I want to see. Oh, you're gonna yeah. It's <laughs> definitely gonna be something you don't want to see. Um, and so if you would like to prevent booty cauliflower, <laughs> make sure that you get you a boy pap smear. Get your first one as soon as possible, ASAP. And then every five years after your very first one, continue to get your boy pap smears often. Oh, wow. um, you do not w- want to be on the receiving end of booty cauliflower. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. <coughs> Thank you guys for leaving us comments on Apple Podcasts. Um, search for our name here for a podcast in your podcast app. Click the reviews tab and click write a review. Um, we are a five star rated podcast, by the way. Five star chick, yeah, yeah five star chick. This is the reason why um Nicki Minaj would never say anything negative about Trina because she's the Trina was the first 
artist in the game to give her a shout out and she can't believe that the first time Cardi got a feature with Nicki Minaj. Do you know how many people would die for a feature with a Nicki Minaj and she just got up there looking all dish <laughs> Nicki well, Minaj and both of those songs throw away. You hear me? Anyway. Lies. But cause I watched Nicki's cipher on beat the BET Hip Hop Awards the first year when she got her shine. Like those two songs compared to Nicki's cipher, my God. Anyway, social studies. Um, face. There is a Facebook study who's um that goes around trying to evaluate when y'all break up with your boyfriend on Facebook and stuff. And that study revealed that um two weeks before Valentine's Day. And two weeks before Christmas are the most popular days when um, people break up with their bae on the internet. But outside of that, April Fool's Day and every Monday leading up to summer. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> y'all niggas ain't in, out the woods yet. Y'all thought y'all had a great relationship going. He might break up with you next Monday. Yeah, so y'all thought it was an April Fool's joke, but no, he was serious. The gag is of the joke is that he gonna leave you for real. And so, act a fool, <laughs> girl. Act a fool. April Fool's Day and every Monday leading up until summer, people are changing their relationship status from engaged, it's complicated, all the other options to single. So, um, you know, people are doing their spring cleaning. They're like, girl, I'm about to fail my finals, or they need to focus on their finals. Amen. Because it is finals. Girl, graduation coming up, and you ain't got no money for no cap and gown, and you ain't got me no graduation uh, vacation put together. So you're out. Graduation vacations? I didn't get none of that. <laughs> and I graduated twice. The fuck? Where is that made yeah, at? The relationship is over. Do you hear me? Uh, but what do you do when you have been dumped? You go into predator mode. <laughs> That's what you do. Hey. Dr. Barton Goldsmith tells Psychology Today magazine that you try a little retail therapy and you keep busy with your friends. What if you're poor? You can't go on retail therapy. But no major purchases and no new relationships without taking time to heal first. So go to the dollar store. They say hurt people hurt people and stuff. So don't be doing it. So go to the dollar store. Yeah, make your arts and crafts RuPaul's um, <laughs> design on a drag on a dime challenge. You know, make a YouTube video. And make yourself a drag queen, and then you'll be more attractive to other men. Yeah. Look at that. Um, call your homegirls up to make vision boards or something like. But don't make any major purchases like buying a house or um, buying a new car, which it takes funds. Don't worry about that over here. Okay, so. Um, I will leave a link below um, for Dr. Barton Goldsmith's 10 Tips to Survive a Breakup. And y'all be careful out here. Um, so if I'm posting it on Facebook on Monday, that means he probably going to break up with me Thursday. Then I need three days to gather my edges before I post it on the internet. So like Thursday, Friday of every week, if you're in a situation ship, because I know it ain't love with a lot of us, um, be careful towards the end of the week. You know, when he getting stressed out at work and... You ain't came over and did your job and made stayed to make breakfast or something. Whatever your agreement is. Wow. Social studies this week. Jesus. Um, the bigger they are, the harder they bottom. Um, I wow. Just, I I just you know it was a, a moment on my spirit that. <gasps> oh my gosh, we were talking about um I was talking on the phone this weekend to someone about they said there was a fight at a sex party in Brooklyn. Oh, another. And somebody commented, well, the text party we had in Manhattan was great. And I was like, oh, great. Mm. 
Where in Manhattan do, do, do they have details <laughs> where where we can go and do research to see if this was really Is there a, a video great... footage on Tumblr, my Finster, or Oh no, I'm trying to actually go. Trying, <laughs> What's the I'm song for your soul? I'm, to... no, no, no. I'm so excited for the song for my soul, which means it's gonna be groundbreaking. <laughs> never done before. <laughs> well, speaking of never done before, um my song for my soul is also never done before. Um this is the first gospel adjacent song. Oh. See? Oh, Michelle Williams' inspiration category. Not is. the motherfucker at all. Um, when Jesus says yes, it's a bop. Can she twerk to that? Um, song for your song. <laughs> I'm not here for it. This Michelle hate. I'm not here for it. <laughs> Again, this is the first gospel adjacent song I have ever picked for a song for my soul. So be be leery. Um, it's from the last iconic studio album. From none other than uh, Whitney, the voice, Nippy Houston. Come on. Two nicknames. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> like, why your mama give you six names? Bitch. Um, <laughs> I didn't know my own strength is the Amen. song for my soul this week. Because um, it, like, I reached back and listened to it again. And I was just like, damn, this really was, like, way, way bigger and just broader than I thought that it was at the time. Like, at the time, it was marred by, you know, she did some, some, um, live performances that mm, she was in Australia on tour and they were walking out. They were like, "That's not the voice I paid for." Yeah, <laughs> so that that for. hampered the song a lot. But I went and listened to the studio version again, and I was like, "Damn, this is such a good ass fucking Whitney Houston song, mm-hmm. especially for it to be like of her her last work." Um, and the the part that I clued in the most on was, um, I wasn't built to break. So oftentimes people do break down. People do um, end up in bad places and Mm -hmm. don't realize that um, God did not build you to fail um, or to break or to um, not succeed. Come on. All of those things happen so you can succeed um, and so that you can be bigger and so that you can be better. And that part of the song was just so... Uh, touching for me, so soul capturing for me. So I didn't know my own strength by the late great Whitney, the voice Nippy Houston. Written by Diane Warren, who wrote, of course, "Unbreak My Heart" for Tony Braxton. She's child. The resume is like going down the list. She wrote for all your face, <laughs> some girls you didn't even know about. Wow! So, shout out. The song for my soul this week is "Everybody Mad," the Diva Coachella mix. <laughs> Because I would have listened to the original song. <laughs> of course, you're like, well, with Beyonce gives a song a shout out. You know, like, you should Shazam it and go listen to it. And I was like, hmm, this regular version ain't giving me um, what the Diva Mix gave at Coachella. So, OT Genesis, um, you need to release an official um, Diva Mix or something. I don't know how gangster that would be for your cocaine selling reputation, but whatever you sell. Um, but OT Genesis. But if you want to sell some albums, sell something with Beyonce. <laughs> sell shit. some singles. Um, put mm. out the Everybody Bad Diva Coachella mix because and not single cigarettes. <laughs> that um, fifty five seconds where she danced to that song gave me so much life, and um, I went and shazammed it. But the original did not give me everything I needed, so I just need that fifty six seconds on repeat, and that's the song for my soul. I'm just getting to the money, and everybody mad. Wow. <laughs> what y'all mad about? Woo. Wow. Oh, listener letters. We have one listener letter this week, y'all. Um, send us questions, comments, concerns, um, nudes to hereforitpod at gmail.com 
or to any inbox where you find us on social media. Um, you don't got to send them to mine. I already have far too many. <laughs> and I'm not giving everybody a heart when it comes up on my Instagram. Yeah, because some of them pose the job you doing. No. You should just did a doggy, a regular doggy. You would have got a heart probably. Anyway. That's why I'm not holding you a picture. And no, ho- no whole picture. Some of y'all, because y'all need to evaluate what your whole look like. Anyway. Um, Trade-ish from Atlanta um, wrote on Facebook. So, we never met, but we've been Facebook friends for a while. And I've been a fan of your blog for a long time. I met Martel last year, and he turned me on to Here For a Podcast. Look at God. At first, I thought you were too film with your views and how you expressed yourself. Confirm. But the more episodes I listened to, the more I totally understand and respected your voice. There is no right or wrong way to be gay, and all of us should be respectful of each other despite our differences. Femme guys have always been on the front lines and have taken the arrows for equality, while brothers like me, dot, 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 just quote pass when it's convenient don't change a thing about yourself you really are awesome just the way you are mm. so shout out to trade ish what was the question from there was no question. <laughs> there was just a listener letter and oh, he okay. just wrote that oh he just felt inclined in his spirit animal yeah okay so shout out to um the superman for turning him on to here for a podcast um him hearing a film voice like mm, chap, y'all go with that gay shit but then he's like, you know what? I respect that. He lives his truth. That's his truth in, in his gay life, in his gay perspective. And he's like, well, Dre, that ain't my perspective. But he appreciates my perspective. That's really good. I appreciate you, kind sir. Um, I would like to write a letter back to you <laughs> and say, um, if you are not sucking dick like Beyonce is watching you, you are well, doing it wrong. You have to suck dick like Beyonce is watching you because you know Beyonce is like a, she's like meticulous and uh-huh. she's a good critic and she's mm-hmm. she's a hard worker. We just talked about Lots her of eleven hours. hours of rehearsal, mm-hmm. and you don't do eleven hours of rehearsal and not be able to execute. Okay. So you need to be able to execute if you're out here sucking dick. So you're telling him to suck more dick. Sure, I'm telling him to suck dick. Great. Oh wow. There's a difference between just suck some dick out, suck some more dick, and sucking mm-hmm. dick great. You need to suck dick like Beyonce is watching you. All right now. Um, what's, what are you here for this week? Or hopefully you're here for something because you just gave some great advice. I hope the spirit leads you to be. Uh, wish it, I compliance. wish it did. Unfortunately, it did not. Um, I've been watching the Starbucks controversy. Extremely, the who? The Starbucks controversy. Oh, okay. Extremely closely. And I am um, getting more frustrated the, as the days go by, go by. Uh, if you have not seen the video of the two black men being arrested in Starbucks in Philly, please go check that out. It's everywhere. It was trending on Twitter a couple of days ago. Um, I love how the white people were like, "What? What are you? What are you putting them in handcuffs for? We've been sitting right here the whole time." They did. I live that that white man stood up. It was like. And I guess I think it was a white woman recording. Shout out to her. Um, they were like they did nothing wrong. They were just sitting there doing nothing. What are you? And it was fine. <laughs> um, I just wanted to include that on another note because it was fine. Um, but but what I'm here for is those allies. Like yes. I said in the beginning, um, is very important 
that we have allies like that on the black and the black and gay side mm-hmm. um, to be able to stand up and use their right privilege because that white man knew nobody was getting ready to arrest his ass. He knew nobody was going to get ready to shoot his ass. He knew nobody was getting ready to baton his ass. Mm-hmm. He was going to be able to stand there and say whatever the fuck he wanted to and the police was just going to be like, okay, sir. All right. Sir, please sit down. All, all, all right. Sir, please step back. And that was the the extent of what was going to happen to his white ass because he knew that his white privilege protected him. Mm-hmm. And he used his white privilege as an ally to speak for these black men that couldn't say shit. They knew if they said anything, did anything, uh, semi might mm-hmm. appear to be aggressive, then the police got to beat them down at a minimum. If they don't beat them down, then they got to kill them. And so those black men... Took the L. They were quiet. They went peacefully and finally. Mm. Ooh, it was fine. Mm. Um, and were arrested for just being in a Starbucks for not buying something. There was a white manager in the Starbucks reporting and calling the police because they were in a Starbucks and not buying anything. And if you have ever been in the Starbucks, you know Child. 90% of the people <laughs> in fucking Starbucks ain't buy shit. <laughs> if they did buy something, they bought that cheap-ass fruit smoothie that's three three fifty because everything else on the menu is $7 and above. Mm-hmm. And I am a guilty of the shit because I bought that same fruit smoothie for $3.50 so I could sit in Starbucks and get my business done. Mm-hmm. And that is all these two niggas, two black men were doing was sitting in a Starbucks, minding their own fucking business. Waiting quietly. for their friend to show up. They were waiting for that. They don't know if they were going to order something or not. Like, that's why y'all can't be late to group dinners. That's why I hate like when it's your birthday and you invite 12 people and only eight people show up on time. Mm-hmm. One, we can't be seated on time. Two, they're like, the rest are going to be like, y'all wasting our time. Then three, y'all um, persons of color. Ugh, just It's just... Please, if somebody invites you to a dinner party, arrive on time. Y'all be wearing me thin. So now these two black men can't even arrive to get a $3 um, fruit smoothie and got to get arrested. Jack, what? Well, your friend invites you somewhere, arrive on time. Respect your your friend's time. You don't know what they're going through. They out here getting arrested while you sitting in traffic and still playing um, Chun-Li on repeat and it's not even a hit. But anyway. Somebody is <laughs> Nicki Minaj really let me down this week, but... First off, it is a hit. It's, it's, it debuted. Cool. On the Hot 100, where some of the others did not. Okay, but back to our friends out here and the importance of our lives. It is extremely important that our allies continue to stand up in that way. Mm-hmm. And I implore any of our white listeners, if we have any, Chill. that you him. go take this, you go, you go look at most. this video. You go look at this video and see how you can also use your white privilege to stand up for things that are right um, outside of um, other people that use their white privilege for everything that is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if we don't have any white listeners, we have listeners that have white friends. I implore you to show them the example of what to do with their white privilege, because um, unfortunately, time and time again, I get arrested. Somebody else get, get somebody else gets arrested. There's a white ally somewhere near, and they just like mm. that's scary. I've been looking at the videos online. I'm like, that's got to be so scary to get arrested for doing nothing, to get shot and die for doing nothing. When you tell the police officer you have a gun, over the weekend also there was a naked black person at Harvard's campus, um, and the police assaulted him. He he was vicious. They just could not. They just couldn't arrest him peacefully. So even naked, you hear me. You still a threat. He still had that dick on him, so that was a weapon. So, 
Woo, when they asked me to take out my um, what they <laughs> listen, it is just dick. It's not even hard right now. I I will go peacefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last call goes to the law. You're here for it. Oh, my here for it. Chill. Early um, release tease. My uh, here for it goes to the log cabin Republicans. No, a group of gay Republicans who advocate for LGBT rights within the GOP. No, they were banned from attending the CPAC conference for the twentieth year in a row based on the board's religious views. Um, CPAC, Conservative Political Action Conference. They like upwards of ten thousand attendees. Do you hear me? All hillbillies. And they, the log cabin Republicans, who are conservative, but want gay people to have rights. The only group of Republicans to not be given access to have a little booth at the little convention this year. The only group. Um, they were... It, it was also claimed that their presence would ruin would run counter to the GOP state platform, which says, quote, homosexuality is a chosen behavior that is contrary to the fundamental unchanging truths that has been ordained by God, end quote. What? What happened to the separation of church and state? But anyway, um, chairman of the log cabin Republicans, Michael Baker, insisted that, quote, nothing happens overnight, end quote, when approached for comment on the 20th anniversary of nothing happening. So, when the, when the sun, when daybreak gonna be, shawty, it's been 20 years. Y'all ain't ever been able to walk the runway and get your tens. <laughs> so, what do you... And they're never gonna be able to. <laughs> they are so short-sighted and closed-minded themselves. They These are the gay people what? that still vote for Donald Trump. What? So they are the ones that are in the sunken place. I feel no, no, no sorrow, no love lost for the the law cabin Republicans. The law cabin Republicans are still the ones that did not uh, want don't ask that did not want don't ask don't tell repealed. They were the ones that didn't think that marriage equality should happen throughout the country. They were the same gay white ones that voted for Donald Trump and will continue to vote for conservative principles, but not include themselves in those same conservative principles. So if they are shut out of CPAC, okay, oh motherfucking well, they can't get in with the other conservatives that they want to suck dick with. Uh, Dope. So I, I I didn't know if I was here for it or not here for it, but it did make me laugh because he was like, nothing happens overnight. Miss, <laughs> sis, girl, I'm, I'm here for the delusion. I think that's, I'm here for the delusion of it all. <laughs> but in reality, I'm like, I'm not here for it. I'm not. Because even the GOP won't even let their own kind pummel the runway. What do you... <laughs> but that's what it is. It's because it's not their own kind. The GOP is the 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 establishment is only about white hetero principles. Mm. And even if you have, even <laughs> if you vote with us, but you still suck a little dick on the side. Mm, 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 no, you still suck, and you openly suck dick. No, 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 no. You got to get up out of here. Um, but the law cabin Republicans are on the exact wrong side <laughs> of the issue. They are in Texas. They're. Woo. They well, they're throughout. There's not even just in Texas, uh-huh. um, but they are the Ben Carsons of the gay agenda, the gay yeah. situation. They are the ones that supposedly are us, but not representing us Shame. and representing everybody but us. Trump was like, "I'm gonna put the black guy over hood." No, that's <laughs> no. but that's exactly but what he got Kevin experience Republican. in being a neurosurgeon. He don't get experience in hood. So how does this housing and urban development? How does this help us? 
Oh, look, he he was raised around Detroit, not in Detroit, around Detroit. So he must have some urban experience. No, the fuck he don't. His urban experience is being semi-black. But whole nother issue for a whole nother day. It is time for our last call. Um, so put your glasses up. Tonight we're drinking tequila. My last call is to the um, iconic and legendary, beautiful Tyra Banks. All right. She is going on a book tour right now. Sometimes with her mom, sometimes we're not without. You know, mom would you know be tired and she she don't want to go. Her wig don't be pressed. But she has a new book out, and in the book, uh, she talks about uh, why she wanted males on um, America's Next Top Model. Why she wanted plus size people on America on America's Next Top Model. Um, why she wanted older people on America's Next Top Model, and why she thought she was changing the uh, modeling. Uh, catalog of people because some of these people were not looked at before and it's very true um, even in my own modeling endeavors people told me oh well you know you're not the right size you have too many tattoos um, the amount is too big uh, things of that nature and um, this one quote this one takeaway that I got from her book and from her book tour um, inspired me and I really think that it's something that I've already been talking about before but she put she put better words to it the quote is diversity should should be boring diversity should be boring it should be boring for us to be talking about um, fat models gay models male models old models old this old that fat this fat that gay this bisexual that trans this all that. diversity should be boring people should be bored that things are so diverse and so with this year we saw the highest grossing superhero movie of all time because it was a diverse cast in the future that diversity should be boring we should be looking to push the envelope where um that's not the most important part of the, the movie. That's not the most important part of the, the movement. And so people put in black characters to uh, be token or to be edgy um, or put in a gay person to be the funny person or put in a, a woman of color to be, you know, the brunt of the joke sometime and shit like that. That kind of diversity should be boring. We should have we should be past that. We should be on to, OK, well, who's got the better storyline? What kind of story are we telling? Is she the better model? Is she the better actress? Or is he the better model? Or is he the better actress? Or are they the better podcast because they have content that people actually can think about and learn from? Not right now. So, diversity should be boring is awesome quote. Probably the, the most iconic thing that Tyra Banks has said besides, I don't have your picture in my hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I do have my last call, but I'm somehow I clicked on Facebook. And this gentleman has been accepted to 83 colleges. Amen. Um, what's his name? It says Darren Fra- Francois. How do you F-R-A. Francois. All right. Um, is a senior at the International School of New Orleans. Doesn't even remember applying. He says, I just applied, applied, applied. I didn't know how many it was. So once they all started to come in the mail, I was like, oh my gosh, this many? That's right. Three million dollars in scholarships. So shout out to the man, uh, the young gentleman here in D.C. where Fox News was trying to ram him. That is so pretentious. I can't believe he would apply to 20 schools. Mike Brown. Well, shout out to the young man that applied to 83. Catch a wig. It's going down. 
Anyway, um, my last call goes to Seth Pearson, a black corporate attorney, um, is being honored by the LGBT Bar Association Top 40 Under 40 at their Lavender Ball this year. Um, they say he has distinguished himself in his field and demonstrated a profound commitment to LGBT equality by delivering multiple diversity keynote speeches at conferences um, around the nation. And he also mentors multiple future law associates. So shout out to Seth out here snatching wigs, out here delivering keynotes. The um, rate just went up because the LGBT Bar Association just gave him props. Um, in addition to all the other things, like check his resume. So Seth Pearson, my last call, and also the young man that applied to 83 colleges to shit on Fox News. How about that? That is so dope. I'm excited for him. I mean, I can only, I mean, fucking college applications are long, especially you got to write these essays and shit like that. Oh he did that 80 times. God bless his heart. Shout out to New Orleans out here cultivating talent. They cultivate a lot. They call the niggas Multiple from New Orleans. talents. You hear me talents of different degrees. The niggas from New Orleans. Uh, I that, can just hear them niggas talk all day long. We can talk about this. Oh, mm. uh, or you want to continue? No. Shout out to our New Orleans listeners. <laughs> Absolutely. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share the content. If you would like to keep this podcast going, go over to our Patreon at Here For It Pod. You can continue this award-winning All right. podcast by donating at least $1 a month. $1 a month can save two black gay men. All right. And continue, and continue our voice and continue everything that we've been doing over the past year. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm still Kelly's Ponytail, so follow us on the internet at Hereforpod and of course Hereforpod.com. See y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>